guys, what's up? Welcome back to How It's Going with me, Taya Varen. Today we're recording, or I guess I'm recording, but you're listening to episode 6 of How It's Going. I'm back after last week's episode with Maddie, our little Valentine's Day special. So back this week, um, just doing a solo episode. Yeah, by the title of this episode, you can probably tell we're talking today about holding a grudge and just want to throw a little disclaimer out there i'm not a psychologist or anything psychiatrist or anything like that i'm just talking about from my perspective from my experiences and things like that so you know take everything i say with a grain of salt i'm just doing this for fun and just um yeah just Wanted to put that out there, I guess. So, if you're a new listener or don't know me, um, my name's Taya. I am a 22-year-old recent college grad living and working in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, Yeah, I live with two of my best friends. And, yeah, I just started... One of my New Year's resolutions was to start this podcast. And so, that's what I'm doing. I've been... um, pretty consistent with it. So yeah. So like usual, let's just jump into our two segments that we do every episode. So for my how it's going segment this week, it's going pretty well. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Um, I just got off work and had a good Valentine's Day weekend. Blake got to come down and visit along with some of our friends. We went out to dinner and had some drinks and played some games. So that was really fun. And then, yeah, I also meal prepped this week. So that's been good. I got this app called Mealtime and it's really cool because I'm usually not that prepared when it comes to like cooking and stuff. I'm still learning a lot about that. So this app has really helped me with that. You can pick from, you know, different categories of their recipes that they have. And I, of course, went to like the easy ones to make. And then once you pick one that looks good or a couple, whatever, I just picked two for this week. And then um, it'll make a grocery list for you, which is really nice because it's nice bulleted point list. And yeah, I just went to the store and it made a grocery shopping a lot less overwhelming and it made it easier so definitely if you are um, in charge of cooking for yourself I would definitely recommend that it makes it a lot easier so I made like this healthier version of chicken fried rice this week and yeah it's been good I've just made enough so I could take it to work for lunch every day and it's been good so yeah I guess Oh yeah, another thing I have in my notes here I was going to talk about was I think last week or maybe a couple weeks ago I went to the dentist and I was very shook because my dentist told me that it's kind of a misconception that like the order of how you're supposed to do your oral care or whatever. So she said that you're supposed to floss first then do your mouthwash, and then brush your teeth, but don't rinse anything. And I'm like, what? I've been doing this wrong my whole life? Like, what the heck? So I've been trying to 
implement that new routine in <laughs> and she said you're supposed to do that morning and night and I'm like wow that's a lot so she said just like start implementing it little by little and so that's what I'm trying to do so I hope I'm not the only one who thinks that is weird but yeah I thought that was very very interesting so yeah I guess I will move on now to my favorite of the week so my favorite of the week this week are my new heel little booties so I've had I got some black boots at, at the beginning of the winter season and I've been wearing those like every day and I was like you know what I need some like brown tan boots too so I went to the mall this past weekend and um, I went on Saturday. It was so busy. I should not have gone on Saturday, but because um, I needed new moisturizer too. So I was like, oh, I'll just stop in and look in Journeys for some reason. I never go in there, but I decided to. And there were these really cute booties on sale and they were kind of a high heel. I would say they're probably like, uh, probably over three inches, like three or four inches. And I really never, ever do like above a one inch heel, if even that, because I'm pretty decently tall for a girl. I'm 5'7", and I know that's not like really tall or anything, but I've always been kind of insecure about my height, and so I usually try not to do any heels. And yeah, I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna jump out of my comfort zone and get these really cute shoes, and I wore them to work yesterday and I literally at the end of the day I was like why do my legs hurt I'm like excuse me why do I have shin splints right now which brings me to my next point that I need to start working out <laughs> because last week for some reason I was quote-unquote too busy and I like had something every single night and I didn't end up working out at all so I, one of my goals for this week is to get back on the workout grind. I have a cycle bar class scheduled for this Thursday and right actually after I finish this recording, I'm going to go work out as well. So I already got on my workout attire to motivate me. Hopefully by the time you listen to this episode coming out this Sunday, I will have uh, hopped back on the workout bandwagon for this week. So yeah, because... You real that is just a bad sign if my legs are literally sore after one day of wearing heels. Like, that's not good. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, so those are my two beginning segments for this episode. And yeah, I guess I'll just jump in. I'm not sure how long this episode will be, if it'll be shorter or longer, but yeah, let's just jump right on in. So I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to talk about this week. I was kind of like searching for inspiration. I knew I kind of wanted to do a solo episode for this week after having a guest on last week. And I actually went home this weekend on Saturday. And so I stayed the night with my mom and sister on Saturday. And then we went to church on Sunday. And... I actually heard, I got some inspiration in church this week, so that was good. And it was kind of a message about, you know, loving your neighbor and um, 
an example was used of, you know, little kids were fighting in a classroom and they were told by their teacher how they needed to love each other. And I think this message or lesson is hard for little kids to understand, but pretty easy for them to do. And the more I thought about it, I realized that it's kind of more easy for adults to understand, but it's harder for them to do. And I thought that was kind of an interesting um, sort of perspective there. So I think this is because as you get older, the more ch- there's more chances that you'll get hurt in life. And, you know, starting out as a kid, you're, you're young and you are vulnerable and you'll kind of open up, you know, kids will open up and tell you about pretty much anything. <laughs> um, they're kind of an open book that way. I worked at a kid's day camp for three summers, I think, and kids will literally meet you. They'll know you for one day and they'll want to just like hug you all the time. (laughs) They're just so full of love. I mean, some of them are kind of rats, but a lot of them are really just, they love you and they don't really have a reason to, they just do. And I think um, as you get older, it's harder for some reason. And... You know, it's inevitable that you'll get hurt in life and human nature, you know, tells us when we do get hurt that we need to go into survival mode and survival mode, um, I guess survival of the fittest tells you, you know, if you get hurt, close yourself off, put up your walls so that you can't get hurt again. If, you know, someone for some reason betrays your trust or um, something like that. So this is kind of when the whole holding a grudge thing comes in to protect ourselves basically for the future. Um, I've definitely heard the saying, forgive but don't forget. So this weekend I was home, like I said, and my mom and I were watching CBS Sunday morning before church and they were doing this special feature on um, some of the survivors of Auschwitz. The, which was one of the concentration camps in World War II, if you don't know. And I actually got the chance to visit Auschwitz on a high school trip. We went to Europe. Um, we visited Switzerland, Germany, and France. And uh, my dad's whole side of the family is basically all German. So it was really interesting to learn more about the history there. But yeah, when we were there, we were visiting Auschwitz. It was really eerie and our tour guide actually said that to this day no animals will even come near the camp because they can well this is what they said anyways that they can sense all the death that happened there and I looked it up just so I could kind of have this stat for the podcast today but it's estimated that over 1.1 million people died there um, between 1940 and 1945. And on our tour, we walked through the barracks and they took us through a gas chamber, actually. And it felt almost wrong to be there. But um, when I thought about it more, I think it's more important for us to recognize history for what it was and what it is. And because that's the only way you'll we'll really learn about it and it can help us empathize and We can use that knowledge so history doesn't repeat itself. But anyways, so the one of the ladies, one of the survivors that they were interviewing, um, her interviewer asked her, 
if she forgives the Nazis for what happened. And she was kind of shocked. And I was like, why would they ask her that? But her response was really interesting. And I remembered it and I wanted to talk about it today. But she said she can never forgive anyone for doing what they did, but she chooses to live with it. And (laughs) I think all of our, well, I know at least all of my grudges seem kind of trivial when I compare it to anything this woman went through. I've heard the saying, if we all were to toss our biggest problem into a pile and then see everyone else's problems, we would gladly take ours back. And I think this is so true because we're kind of all focused on our own issues that we are kind of tunnel visioned and we don't really see what anyone else is going through because you really never know what people are going through. Um, especially with with social media, people really show their highlight reel. And I know this because I do the same thing. And uh, it's easy for us to feel, you know, less than or like, oh, my life sucks in comparison. But it's important to realize that everyone has something going on behind the scenes. I've been known to hold grudges in the past, not only <laughs> things that happen to me but more so I think I tend to develop and hold more protective grudges for people I care about like if someone is mean to like my sister or my mom or anyone any of my friends or anyone close to me that I'll kind of go into like full-on grudge mode and I literally will not forget what that person did but for myself it's kind of funny that I will forgive people a lot more easily Um, you know, if they wrong me or are mean or anything like that. And I think this is maybe more of a personality trait or something because like I don't really enjoy conflict in my life. But I don't know. I'm also a pretty stubborn person in general. So I don't know. Like I said, not a psychologist over here. I think forgiving is hard um, with anyone, but with family especially because You know, they're supposed to have your back in life no matter what. And, you know, when you lose a family member being a presence in your life or being so close to you because of a disagreement or a big fight or some event like that, it's really sad. And when I've been in any situation like this, it's easy to be hot-headed and in the moment and say things I might regret to someone. And I think, I thought, I kept thinking about this more and I think it's kind of ironic that we say some of our most hurtful things to the people we love the most because, you know, we think that they have to love us no matter what or that they uh, will always love us no matter what, but that's just not the case. Like, if you burn your bridges too many times, that can really have a terrible effect. I think we all need to maybe realize this before it's too late. Anyways, when I've been... In a situation, maybe when I'm in an argument with someone I'm close with, I definitely, when I was younger, I was a lot more hot-headed, and I've been trying to work on that throughout the years, but I try to take a step back and ask myself, is it more important in this situation that I'm right or that I get my way, or do I value my relationship with this person more than being right or getting my way? And that's really helped me be more logical about how I handle things just in day-to-day life or things like and things like that um and I'm not saying you know every argument you get into in life is life or death I just like to be dramatic 
But um, I think losing the friendship of people close to us because of something of lesser value than them is just really sad and unnecessary and will probably or would probably be a big regret down the road. I think a lot of people have this happen with parents. Um, maybe if one parent wasn't there for them growing up or if they feel some sort of resentment towards them for that or maybe growing up was fine but they get into a fight with their parent or parents as an adult and you know maybe don't talk to them for years don't see them for years um every situation is different and i think some people are just better not being in your life and that's valid too but i think having that in the back of your mind Asking yourself that question that I mentioned earlier is important to think about as well when you're in those kind of make or break situations with people. You know, life is short and I know I definitely don't want to look back on anything and be regretful. So kind of segueing here, I've also heard, and I'm sure a lot of you have too, I've heard the saying that when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So this basically means that actions speak louder than words. And I'm definitely a believer in the whole benefit of the doubt kind of thing. I've been given second chances and I think everyone deserves that, but you know, there's a fine line there and I think you can kind of tell if someone has good intentions or if they don't, like you can kind of see that. So yeah, there's a balance there, there's a fine line you can walk there. I would say if you want to, or if you can take the risk of getting hurt again by someone by giving them a second chance then do it you know if and only if you know the worst case scenario happens and you'll still be okay or you can come out on the other side of the situation okay then do it but if it comes down to your safety or your mental health or anything like that or you know some serious consequence then you kind of have to believe them the first time when they prove to you that they can't be in your life. And I think this could go the other way too if someone shows you who they are as in they've proven to be trustworthy in the past but you know maybe slipped up just recently or maybe something like that then that's maybe the time to give them the benefit of the doubt but it's you know maybe say a new person you meet and right off the bat they show you who they are you know, in a negative way, then that's maybe the time when you don't give them a second chance because at the end of the day, you really don't owe them anything. So that kind of takes us into the whole time heals all sort of saying. I'm sure you've heard this too, that some things just take time to fully move on from. Like going back to what I was talking about earlier with the the woman from Auschwitz, she'll probably never fully heal from what she experienced, but she's learned to live with it. And it's probably made her such a loving mother and grandmother and friend to the people surrounding her. I mean, her situation is obviously more extreme, but I think we can all learn something from it for sure. And in a less extreme situation, I think after time you can definitely forgive people, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend forgetting totally because at the end of the day, you still need to be looking out for yourself and the people you love and the well-being of that. But it doesn't mean you need to hold resentment or hate for people who've wronged you. Um, so I think forgive and learn is maybe a better saying. 
it's important to grow from every experience, good or bad, in life. And that's because your experiences in life shape who you are as a person. I know for myself personally, forgetting is just not my style. I have like a good memory when it comes to that. Um, but props to the people who can completely wipe the slate clean and not hold any type of grudge or resentment. But yeah, I think there's a balance there as well. So I'll stand by forgive and learn, I think, instead of forgive and forget. Because I think by not forgiving someone at all, you're just, all you're doing is hurting yourself at the end of the day um, by holding that emotion inside you. It's really hard, but sometimes I think you need to look at a situation logically and take emotion out of it to figure out what's going on or what maybe the right thing to do is. And I think that's maybe why therapy helps out a lot of people because, you know, it brings in that unbiased third party to walk through the situation and that can be really helpful because the therapist won't have that, you know, emotionally vested interest there. Like, you know, if it's a relationship, if two people are in an argument, they're obviously going to have feelings there. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think forgiving is definitely a good thing. You can forgive someone for something and you might not, you know, have the same relationship with them as before or things might not quote unquote, go back to normal. And sometimes that's okay. And it's okay to accept that for what it is. In life, change is going to happen no matter what. And I think people will grow apart naturally and maybe change. Well, they're definitely going to change. And that's okay. And trying to keep things the same will only disappoint you, honestly. That's kind of why people who tend to live in the past are never really happy. Um, I heard someone say, or someone asked another person, a question and they said, uh, when were you the happiest? And the person replied, oh, I'm happiest right now, right in this moment. And I think it's important not to compare ourselves or our lives or anything like that to past versions of ourselves or anyone else for that matter, because it's never going to be exactly like it was when we were younger or when things were different. I think you kind of have to choose to be happiest in the present, in whatever stage of life you're in right now, even if it's truly not, you know, the best or the greatest time for you, it's important to have a present time mindset and not dwell on the past. I've had things in my life happen to me where I could definitely look back on the past and wish things were different or wish I could have done things differently. Um, but the thing is, you can't change it, so why look back on it? So there was this old Disney movie called Meet the Robinsons, and if you haven't seen it, it's a really good movie. Go ahead and watch it, but it's probably on Disney Plus now. But anyways, it had a quote at the end of it by Walt Disney, and I looked this up too before because um, I wanted to get it right, but it said, Around here, we don't look backwards very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. And for some reason, this quote always kind of stuck with me, the, especially the keep moving forward part, because honestly, there's nowhere else to go, right? <laughs> like, it's fun. It's definitely fun to look back on memories and like old photo albums and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that is bad at all, but you know, if you maybe it's sad about it or if it impacts the way you view yourself or the way you live your life in the present um, in a negative way, 
then that's where the problem is. So yeah, I guess I think to recap, it's all in the mindset and in how you view it. You know, circling back to those little kids that I mentioned earlier, you know, they're not living in the past or overthinking anything. They're excited, you know, for what's next, what's next. And they're kind of always looking to the future. And I think we can all learn something from that and try to have a little bit more of that kid-like optimism in our lives, even as we get older. My friends and I are all um, like 22, 23 right now, and we talk about how fun it's going to be when we're 30 or 40 or 80, for that matter. And I think there's pros and cons to every season or every stage of life. But I think it all kind of depends on your outlook or your perspective And that kind of translates on how you end up living your life. So if you spend your life scared of the future or if you're just wanting to turn back time all the time, you're going to miss what's right in front of you. So I think that's that on that. Um, Sorry if this episode is a little shorter than normal, but that's okay. I still hope you enjoyed it. And even though we got kind of deep today, (laughs) I hope it was okay. Uh, as always, like and follow at How It's Going Podcast on Instagram for episodes and updates and things like that. But I hope everyone has a good week. And for now, that's how it's going. Bye.